0: authorities within the Patriot Act judge, which does not permit uh, any adequate oversight of those, the agencies you just mentioned. And most importantly, those people who are supposed to be immune from being uh, uh, surveilled, people who are innocent or members of Congress or members of the media are authorized to be spied upon just because, yeah, you, you may have a, an, a, someone three links away from you may have some contact with some bad person somewhere. That they use as a pretext to get into everything. And it's completely
1: illegal and very dangerous. Okay. Uh, I want to move on to uh, Ukraine. Um, Earlier this week, President Xi of China, and you're a student of uh, Chinese politics, uh, had three very public ostentatious days uh, in Moscow. And at one of them, in the physical presence of President uh, Putin, in the Kremlin, publicly, uh, called for a ceasefire in Ukraine. Now, could or would this have happened without uh, Putin or his his underlings having agreed to this before the uh, Chinese president made that statement in President Putin's presence? I think everything that you're seeing has
0: been, uh, to use a term, pre-chewed. It was pre-digested. Yes, I think they've they've actually kind of gone through and they've run this... And just like we do, Judge, they, they have people who sit back and do evaluations of how, the, how certain things are going to play before their audience. And I think this is the thing to remember about all this. This isn't about the US audience at this point. We're irrelevant. As a matter of fact, they aren't even actually considering us as a major factor when they do these things. The larger audience is the EU, uh, Africa, and, and, and Asian countries. Because at this point, the United States is seen as completely feckless and, and, and not a player. And so, whatever they do, they really don't even consider how it was going to be viewed by us or, our, or the U.S. audience.
1: That is a, a very interesting, a great, and a compelling answer, especially in light of what the U.S. had to say about it. Gary? Admiral Kirby. Yeah. We'd be concerned if coming out of this meeting, there was some sort of call for a ceasefire. Because right now, while a ceasefire sounds good, it actually ratifies Russia's gains on the ground. It actually serves Russia's purpose for a ceasefire to basically call a stop right now without any
2: acknowledgement that Russia is illegally inside Ukraine.
0: So the United States will be against the ceasefire because this principal issue or because it was proposed by China?
1: I think I've been very clear. It's about the principle of a ceasefire called for right now, which would essentially just ratify Russia's gains. So uh, that interview with Admiral Kirby, who's the uh, official spokesperson for the National Security Council, you know what that is, of course, you were on Of course, yeah. Um, uh, An interview with a uh, Chinese from China, presumably employed by the Chinese government uh, interviewer, Right. Uh, basically says we don't care if Russia, China, we wouldn't even care if President Zelensky agreed to a ceasefire. We won't go along with it. Now, this interview right. with President or with Admiral, forgive me, with Admiral Kirby was before President G made his statement. Right. What the heck is he talking about? Well, let me do my best, John Kirby. Uh, well, uh, Judge, I think I've been very
0: clear in pointing out that John Kirby belongs to. Uh, a group which is akin to the high school debating team. And since then uh, he's acting like an adolescent teenager who has more steroids than brains. (laughs) All right. No, I'm serious. Look, the way he presents it is just, it's like, to my point, we just, before you brought this up, judge, they are behaving like a bunch of emotional teenagers who have been left out of going to the prom. And that's what's going on. So, He's being over the top, overly dramatic. And, oh, we're just not going to go along with it then. Really? What what kind of adult speaks like that if they're actually concerned about the Ukrainian well-being, the issues regarding how we're going to defeat the Russians, if that's what they're really trying to do? And I'm not convinced at this point. Or if it's just them being upset because they don't have a seat at the table and nobody takes them seriously. And I think it's the latter. They, nobody takes them seriously at this point, Judge. Whatever he says or does, whatever Biden says or does, it's just not it's not acknowledged
1: or relevant. but but it's almost as if let's say President Zelensky confronts reality and realizes that Russia can't lose right? what Why should he uh, sacrifice uh, another one hundred and fifty thousand uh, Ukrainian uh, soldiers above the two or three hundred thousand that have been sacrificed already? Let me at least start talking. What does that mean? The United States would object to the talks. What, yeah, what is the U.S. going to do? Fire their own HIMARS on their own without Ukrainian soldiers? Well, with the current leadership,
0: Judge, I'm just saying. I, look, uh, the fear I'm hearing, and I'm not sure what what uh, your other folks are hearing, but I'm hearing that the biggest fear is Z, Z goes to, China, to 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 um, Ukraine. He sits down with Zelensky. And says, Have I got a deal for you? Uh, let's sit down and try to make an end of this, uh, go to ceasefire and try to see how we, the Chinese, can be helpful with you dealing with the Russians because the EU and the United States aren't going to help you. And I think there's compelling things that Z can line out, Z can line out, lay out to Zelensky saying, They're not giving you the tanks like they promised. They're not going to give you F 16s. Let's face it, the numbers are not, uh, not for you. I mean, it's almost like a mafia, like, you know, you're you're not going to win
1: this, but I got a deal for you. And I think, you know, know what the deal could be the Chinese could rebuild. That's right. The the, the parts of Ukraine that have been destroyed by the war. That's right. 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 Um, You uh, and I have a lot of friends in the Republican uh, Party mm -hmm, back when we were younger and not as smart as we are now. Okay. Couldn't resist that. Um, But we both know Ed Rollins. We do. Senior advisor to President Reagan for eight years, managed both the President Reagan's campaign. You also know he managed the campaign of the Governor of New Jersey, for whom you once worked, Tom Kane, who uh, put me on the bench. So I can, I can, uh, we, we can both confirm his bona fides. Yesterday, also, I, inter- I interviewed him, and he made some very interesting statements. Um, I want you to look at two of them, but f- the first one about, I think you'll agree, about the likely. Now, this is a political observation, but a very astute student of history, senior in years, extremely well read, Uh, the likely outcome of the conflagration in Ukraine. Take
2: a listen. I don't think Russia is going to win. What I think Russia is going to do is try and solidify what they've already captured they're not going to conquer ukraine and i think ukraine would love to go fight and do some damage to russia that isn't going to happen I Think you're going to get into tactical nuclear weapons i don't care who you are i'm not a military leader but that's just what's going to happen i understand human nature and putin is not going to be the man that's going to lose russia and he now thinks russia includes the, the provinces that they've already taken it'll go on for another year A lot more bloodshed and a lot more resources. Ukraine doesn't have the resources. I think China will give Russia the resources that they need, and the other allies, Iran and the others that are dangerous allies to us, will all unify around Russia.
1: This is the man that talked uh, Governor DeSantis into taking the position that Ukraine is not our fight.
0: Right. Well, he's right. It's not our fight, and I think, uh, and I remember you asked him in that quite uh, that interview judge about do you think president reagan would have done what lindsey graham recommended that just start shooting planes down and he wouldn't have shot down russian planes over the drone i agree with his thinking on that uh, ed is actually aptly examining the situation from the russian point of view the russian point of view is Uh, we're not going to lose this. And we have way more numbers, uh, at least an order of magnitude, perhaps two orders of magnitude, more resources and forces than the Ukrainians. And if it looks like something's about to happen where they're going to lose, I don't think there's any doubt that they would use nuclear weapons. They're they're just not going to lose. And I think any rational student of history would examine Uh, the underpinnings of why the Russians are so adamant about that. And the Russians aren't going to budge. This is not negotiable. And I think others need to take, and I think maybe that's how Ed presented it to the governor DeSantis. The Russians aren't going to budge on this. Don't even try.
1: So if you or I got to interrogate uh, Admiral Kirby, or if we got to interrogate the president and said, what is your military goal? Is it to drive the Russians out of eastern Ukraine or out of Crimea? Militarily impossible. Right. Is it well, to drive President uh, Putin out of office? Not militarily achievable. How, how would they answer that question?
0: Well, I don't think they can because Joe Biden has said both those things. that He said through proxies that we want to take Crimea for the for the, for Ukraine ain't gonna happen. And he's also said he wants regime change regarding Putin being gone, ain't gonna happen. So this is my problem with this over militarized national security foreign policy we have. And I've said this to you, I've said this to others. Uh, both sides do this by the way, not just the Democrats, but it's more pr- pr- pronounced with the Democrats. Judge, we've led with technology and, and weapons of war, not words of peace or wisdom. And that's the problem we're facing right now. You've had all these knuckleheads, they're really knuckleheads, I do mean that, who've said all these obtuse and stupid things, which will never be actionable, and yet they're very provocative and actually only justify having the Russians get their back up and use that, our own words, our side's words, to to justify their actions. This is what's ironic. The very things we're saying help them justify their actions. When you talk about Kirby not saying the right thing, that's what, you know, Kirby and others have said those things, which actually play well to Putin's audience. And and permit them to justify their own actions. It's a self fucking
1: ice cream cone. I under, I understand that politics can be involved in achieving the rank of admiral. But there, there's got to be some respect. There's got to be some intellect. Does there have to be intellectual honesty? I mean, does he really? It's a guy whose whole career has been in the military. You know, when I first met him, he was a spokesperson for the Pentagon in right. uniform. I know that's when I met him too. Yeah, and you've known him too, yeah. but. Does he know what he's talking about? Does he believe what he's saying? Is there credibility coming out of this man's mouth? Uh, besides
0: being uh, a consummate selector of wonderful ties, John Kirby knows exactly what he's doing. He is speaking with precision and alacrity based on what he's told to say, Judge. It, he, he is the ultimate salesman. Uh, it, if, if I were a betting man, I would bet that after he leaves us, he will go and open a used car dealership selling uh, <laughs> Pintos. And, and doing well at it. I'm, just, I'm I'm not joking. I mean, he's just that that he's he he does what he does extraordinarily well. He's instructed others. some some of the folks I work with now. Judge, he he taught, and he's he, but uh, you know, it, it, it's again. He's his his skills can be used for good or evil. I'm just sorry John has chosen to use them for what I consider uh, an evil cause.
1: Here is um, Ed Rollins again recounting for us pretty much the argument he made uh, to Governor DeSantis. And by the way, uh, Donald Trump accepts the same view. The two of them, the two likely combatants at at this point, (laughs) pre-indictment in late March 2023, the apparent two combatants for the Republican nomination for president are both opposed to U.S. involvement uh, militarily in Ukraine. But here's the argument Ed Rollins made, which is, in a nutshell... It's not our fight.
2: There are 30 nations in NATO. Uh, Russia is not on our border. Ukraine is not on our border. There's a humanitarian effort that you always want to go in and see some bullying stopped. But we're the only ones in there. We're the only ones paying the price. And every time another country puts weapons in, we have to go replace those weapons. And I think the American public now sees a lot more priorities and doesn't see an end game here. As long as Putin is there, Putin's going to stay in this war as long as possible. He doesn't care how many men it takes to wipe out. At the end of the day he's still got all the nukes we have nukes ukraine has no nukes and sooner or later he, he's not going to lose russia and he's not going to lose the ends of ukraine that they've captured so my sense is building his allies with china i sit here and i watch all these news guys basically talk about well what war is china everyone why are we worried about china as, as i recall my history which i am a historian uh, they did a pretty effective job on us in vietnam pretty effective job on us in korea and the chinese army today is far greater military than it was way back when is the
1: Chinese military uh, stronger than the American? The United
0: States wow. military currently is not prepared to take a, a take on a peer or near-peer because, uh, as Doug McGregor often says, we've been chasing around people who wear pajamas uh, as our primary adversary for the past 20 years, and, and that has made us uh, weak, plus the, the issues of woke, which we don't have time to get into. Right. But the, the issue is uh, the Chinese have made an alliance that they believe will be effective in deterring United, the United States via the, the Russians. I mean, uh, judges, you recall, you're, you study history as well as I do. Nixon played the China card against the Russians back in the early seventies. Did well, so brilliantly. Uh, yes. And 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 here we go again, all the other way around. So yeah, I think, and I, I don't think the Chinese want a military confrontation. I don't. But with that said, I, even if they, if even if they, they're one that came. Even if we provoked one, or they decided to do one, I, we're not prepared to actually do it. Our combat power. And again, I'm, I'm going to echo what, what Doug says here. The, the the number of forces we have available for actual combat operations is minuscule compared to what would be required to actually conduct mm-hmm. a near-peer uh, battle of any of any nature uh, for any extended amount of time. So it's not practical. Mm-hmm. And the more we have people like Kirby saying antagonistic and completely inane things, the more likelihood the miscalculation or the arrogance of, of, of cultural uh, expeditionally, uh, basically the the, uh, the projection of our own cultural values from someone else
1: is going to get us in trouble. Can you push back on this argument, which I heard uh, recently? Oh, my goodness. If Ukraine falls to Putin, that's going to signal war of mainland China on Taiwan and we'll be stuck defending Taiwan. But to me, that's an absurd argument. There's no logical nexus between what happens in Ukraine and what uh, the Chinese Communist Party designs on uh, Taiwan might be. But secondly, how could we possibly defend Taiwan? We couldn't even get enough manpower and equipment through the Chinese Navy and Air Force to get them there.
0: Yeah, three things real quick. First off, uh, Taiwan is the foundry of the planet for all microchips of any relevance. Uh, And I heard General Kellogg, one of uh, the people who actually advised uh, uh, President Trump, that, oh, we will we will destroy the, the we will destroy the foundries first in Taiwan before we get them to the Chinese. Like what? That what kind of? Mean? It's like what? When did we become the the uh, the, the the Nazi Party? Return, re, re, you know, retreating from from uh, Poland into Germany and destroying everything as we retreat. That's insane. And then secondly, uh, the issue of of military projection. Judge, uh, we would have to get there. To get there, we you know, we did something called Plan Orange during World War II. It was a very methodical, very well thought out uh, series of operations to retake islands from the Japanese. It was very effectively done. Huge, hugely resourced. Took uh, a year just to figure out how to resource it. And then when we executed it, it took five years. So the idea that all of a sudden we're just going to go over and take care of Taiwan is insane. There's no capability for that. And third, The Russians and Chinese have both developed classes of weapons, which you and I have spoken about already. Those hypersonic missiles that the Ukrainians are having a hard time, uh, nearly impossible time stopping, those things were actually designed to take out aircraft carriers. So our primary means of of force projection, which will be necessary to to defend Taiwan, will not be, I believe, effective based on the new weapons that have been produced by the Russians and Chinese. So at this point, someone's going to have to come up with a a better plan than what. uh, what's been put forth by our side at this point. So I I don't agree with the idea that we can just jump in and and defend it.
1: Late uh, last week, the uh, International Criminal Court uh, indicted uh, President Putin and and others and the Russian government for war crimes. Interestingly, it's not murder. It's not torture. It's not an illegal war. It's kidnapping. The allegation is that they kidnapped Ukrainian children are bringing them to Russia and are indoctrinating them. Putin's argument is these are orphans whose parents have died what do you want us to uh, do? Let them roam around the, the streets when their home has been destroyed we, we are saving their lives and health and as soon as their relatives can communicate with us of course the children will be returned not my point uh, my point is that the International Criminal Court of course is a court to which every uh, country on the planet is a signatory the Treaty of Rome except for Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, and the US. I wonder if Joe Biden knew that when he praised the International Criminal Court for indicting President Putin. Nevertheless, uh, former president and probably future president of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev, had some extremely harsh words uh, for any uh, country that would try and arrest President Putin. His comments were made in response to those of the German foreign minister who said words to the effect of if President Putin comes to Germany, we will arrest him. Now, uh, uh, President Medvedev's words are in Russian. I'm going to speak over the words so that folks listening to us, not watching us, uh, will know the English translation of what President uh, uh, Medvedev said and after we run this clip, we'll talk about it. Sure. Они вдруг принимают вот такое решение в отношении главы нашего государства. А потом отдельные придурки, недоумки, типа министра юстиции Германии, говорят: Ну вот если он приедет, мы его арестуем. Он же юрист, вроде как, он понимает, что это значит. Вот представим себе, понятно, что это ситуация, которая не реализуется никогда, да? но тем не менее, вот представим себе, что она реализовалась. Действующий глава ядерного государства приехал вот на территорию, допустим, Германии и подвергся аресту. Что это? Объявление войны Российской Федерации. И уже в этом случае все наши средства, ракетные и прочие, полетят в Бундестаг, в офис канцлера и так далее. The Chancellor's office, the Bundestag, of course, is the uh, German Parliament. Right, you're not surprised by that comment, are you? know it was a little loud, but I hope everybody was able to hear it. No, I, I'm not
0: surprised at all. And I think it's it's uh, again, uh, the Russians are speaking the, 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 the language of the Cold War. They understand the idea of power, of negotiating from a position of power and levers, levers, and they have cr- they have credible uh, threats. That they can use. They mentioned nuclear, and that's something that do, does tend to get people's attention, and rightly so. But you did notice that there was no no comment about us, uh, no comment about anything Joe Biden said, and I think it's notable.
1: Uh, we're not relevant at this point, and I think the Russians are very serious about this, Judge. Well, we might be relevant historically. I mean, if Vladimir Putin is going to be prosecuted for kidnapping children off the streets of bombed-out Ukrainian uh, cities, is George W. Bush going to be uh, charged... With killing children in Iraq, I think that's the issue. Um, there, there may be some truth
0: to the idea that Putin is trying to preserve the Slavs. I think it's the only thing you can do. I mean, w- what he's saying is probably too. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to save kids. Uh, and does he want to make them Russian? Well, maybe if they can't find the parents, of course they become Russian. So, but I think the very premise of what they've went after Putin on is insane. Uh, it's, it's not based on everything else going on in this war, Judge. There's much more serious crimes that could have gone after him for if you're going to do that. This was, to me, uh, almost an insult to the, the whole process. And, and, and Medvedev is correct in pushing back against the whole thing. So,
1: Do you, do you have any uh, sources on the ground who, who give you information about where the, the battle stands? I mean, they've been fighting over Bakhmut for two months now. Right. We had somebody on the ground three weeks ago say it's over. Bakhmut has fallen. But apparently it hasn't fallen yet and President Zelensky is willing to allow this slaughter to go on and allow this city to be uh, destroyed. So
0: my sources are different than Doug's and uh, my team basically said that um, there's about 10,000 troops that remain trapped inside of Bakhmut and there's no rush. Basically the Russians are doing what the Russians do well, which is grind down the enemy. Part of this, I think, remains the, the Wagner group. The Wagner group is still that extra legal organization which essentially responds directly to Putin and I think they're the ones that they really want to give this victory to and I think there is some friction between it was just like it would be just like us judge if people read my book operation dark Heart, there was friction between us the, the military operatives and uh Blackwater because Blackwater is the equivalent of, of, um, of Wagner right. and we always had conflicts if re, you know the CIA was working closely with with Eric Prince, and you know, I know Eric and Eric's not going to be happy with me saying this, but uh, but Blackwater was always in conflict with what we were doing on the ground. I can see that being one of the reasons that there's chaos. Er- Eric Blackwater.
1: Prince is the head of Blackwater.
0: Was at the time, yeah. Now right. it's, they've changed their name twice. They're now, I think, called the Academy or something. But the fundamental mm-hmm. idea that you have contractors who report to basically are almost outside of the chain of command, well, they're outside of the chain of command, outside the law, do kind of what they, they want to do that leads to all sorts of problems, no matter what country you're doing it for. So I think that may be one of the issues is who's really in charge of trying to win the battle there. So
1: Tony Schaefer, always a pleasure, my dear friend. Thank you so much for Thank joining. Thank you
0: judge. Us. Always if great you, to be on with you. Thank you.
1: There's uh, Colonel Schaefer's book operation dark dark heart. Get it at Amazon or wherever you get books. It will keep you awake at night. And of course, if you like what you hear and what you see on judging freedom, like, and subscribe. More as we get it, Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.